This next song is called Stuff. It's about Sarah Palin wearing a Guy Fox mask. back to the Studio Break Podcast. I'm your host, David Linaway. Again, we've got Bob Jones today for episode 10, Nice Round Number. We talked to Bob all about his studio practice, his love of materials and abstraction, skateboarding, and especially about his show that opens up tomorrow at 65 grams, so please stay tuned. Pleased to be joined by Bob in the studio this morning, uh, minus hopefully any more glitches. But um, how you doing, Bob? Doing good. <laughs> and so we were just talking about you know a little bit about your background. So if you could if you could just uh, again just kind of reiterate um, you know maybe where you grew up and and some of your interests. Yeah, I grew up uh, in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, moved to Central Illinois, a little town called Seneca, which is southwest of Joliet, uh, when I was in high school. Um, yeah, ended up, uh, my interest be at the time where, where I was interested in, like I said earlier, uh, skateboarding and I think skateboarding really led me to, um, fine art and making fine art. Uh, right. Well, I was going to you know, and again, it's, it's unfortunate, uh, to get you, uh, in a moment where you're going to have to repeat, repeat all these good things. Um. But one of the things that that I like to even you know just even in, in what you're saying too is that you know I think that um, you know especially as a teacher now um, I always wind up encountering students that kind of want the right answers for something you know like in terms of like how to finish something like you know what do I do to finish this and I think what's interesting is that idea about you know just being being a skateboarder or you know and obviously I I, I know as much as I I do from playing Tony Hawk and. You know, <laughs> watching watching the X Games and stuff, but you know, like I think that there's there's almost like this kind of commitment that I guess I would associate with it. You know, to ha- kind of having to perform like a trick or something like that. Um, you know, like a commitment to kind of fulfilling it or or just kind of doing it. And I think that art making is a lot like that. You know, so even if it's not like you know you drawing a, a you know a house on a, a poster board or something like that and, you know, an art class throughout your youth. I mean, it, it, it kind of makes sense, you know? Yeah. Well, like I mentioned earlier, I, uh, I, I think that a lot of us, uh, our background was in that culture, that punk rock or, or culture around me, surrounding skateboarding. It, it really forced you to navigate and think as an individual and think creatively, creatively as an individual. I started when I was like, um, I think, I was in third grade, so I forget what age that might be, doing the math, but pretty young. So, um, you know, at the time, it was always, you were thinking in terms of style and stylistically who you were looking at, who, who you wanted to emulate, and it, it really forced me to think creatively, though I wasn't uh, making art or, or drawing or anything at the time. And like I said, I didn't start making art until probably senior year in high school, and um decided that I should follow that as, as right it, 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 in school. What else would I want to study? I didn't, you know, I mean. <laughs> Not math, I guess. Yeah, you know, math. I, or what the hell? I, that, I wasn't about making 
money or becoming successful in a career like that. I just it, it, it was something counterculture that I really connected to at the time. Right, right. Well, and so how did you wind up studying at uh, JJC? You know, I I, I know that a, a lot of uh, people that we know, you know, all all have wound up coming out of there and kind of had a really strong experience there. So what what was that like? How did you wind up going there? And uh, I mean, I think it was close to home. Uh, it was. I wasn't certain what I wanted to do, uh, and it just seemed like like maybe a justification. I don't, maybe not justification, but it was something that I. It just made sense. It, let's go try this out, see what happens. Right. And yeah, like you said, a lot of people studied at JJC. Um, myself, Dave Linaway, who you or not Dave Linaway? I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't study there. Uh, Adam Parkus was there. I mean, there are a number of people, Paul Simmons, right. uh, Dave Wilson, right. um, a lot of people studied there. We studied, Brian Kaepernick is, uh, was connected to a professor who studied or taught at JJC, right, Steve right. Sherrill. Mm-hmm. Well, and so could you talk a little bit, because I, I know I know that you know most of us that, that know you pretty well might have heard this before, but um, just a little bit about this kind of shared studio experience that you had there. I know, I know that that seemed like something that was important for you. Yeah, Sean Smith, another uh, uh, artist, Chicago artist, uh, also had a had a studio um, that he and I shared and were at for, for a number of years, actually. So it, it kind of, um, I mean, it was pretty early on uh, for the two of us to be in a studio space, but it was a great communal experience, right. uh, making work together, bouncing ideas off of one another. Um, and then other artists came in and they would, they would be a part of the space as well. Uh, one of our professors, Steve Sherrill, who I mentioned earlier, became a part of the space. Dave Wilson, I think was there for a while. Um, you know, I think I first met Brian Kaepernickus at that, at that studio. He came over for a studio visit years ago. Um, this must've been probably, I don't know, 95 ish or so, 96 maybe when we had it. Right. What's what? what's scary is that going to be twenty years eventually, Bob. Yeah, we're and, we're and old parts, man. <laughs> and much much closer than you think. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> but um, so so what was it like then? You know, going to uh, you know ISU and kind of being around those folks. How did I, I guess how how did kind of being there kind of explode your work? I guess in a different way or, or kind of allow yeah. you to explore it. You know. Yeah, I was at, I was on and off at JJC for a long time. I I couldn't couldn't shake the place. I think I was probably there for over four years on and off. I think like advanced life drawing for, I don't know, maybe six semesters worth. Right. <laughs> so when I went to Illinois, I, I kind of took a little bit of a break, maybe a year and a half. And I, uh, my wife and I, we got married and then we, I decided, you know, Illinois state might be a, a good choice as to school to go to. I was pretty old when I returned. I think I was maybe 25 when I went to Illinois state. And that, that experience and age, I think, um, really helps uh, me focus on the work. Uh, I think, you know, I, 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 dealing with a number of professors that were there, I think Shona McDonald, Ron Jackson, there's a number of people that I studied with, Bill Conger, LJ Douglas, I think they really, you know, had a profound impact on my, on my work. Um, right. Yeah, and it, it was... Well, and, and I, I, you know, I obviously kind of bring it up because I, I know that, you know, especially the more distance I gain from that place, um, the more, I don't know, the more kind of I, I love it or, you know what I mean, kind of reminisce about it. And, and a lot of those shared experiences where I think a lot of people that, you know, had had the same thing happen for them, you know, or something yeah. similar. So, um, and so, I mean, was it, what was your work, I guess, like during, during I guess, that time? You know, I'm, I'm hopeful, hopefully trying to bridge where we've been for the last you know however many years but you know what was it like when you had you had started out there uh, i mean when i started out there it was i mean it was predominantly abstract painting right uh, you know similar similar in execution uh as far as <laughs> super sloppy messy kind of work uh right. but uh very much structured in you know the format of a canvas well, and, and so, I mean, at the time then, I mean, you know, because obviously materials exploration is something that's really important to you. Um, yeah, what, what, it's always been important. And, and so, I mean, what did you, what was it like, I guess, then in terms of, you know, maybe um, just the materials that you might use and maybe the the approach then as, as, a, as, a, as it maybe kind of went over and, and kind of, 
you know, evolved like through different work. Similar so. materials. They're materials at hand. And I think, like we were talking earlier, like skateboarding and that whole punk rock uh, culture, it was, just, it was just what you used it, what was hand, you know, what was available. Um, and, and it was the same way. I, I would, I learned how to make charcoal by hand. So I, I would start making charcoal at the house. Um, I, I used acrylic or, or latex house paints. I used whatever materials I could find, but you know, they were predominantly on canvas. So, uh, but you know, some paintings on panel, you know, whatever I could find, I would use. And so, I mean, was, but was it all like kind of like a reactive kind of thing where, You'd kind of see what would happen if you did this, or did oh, you definitely okay? Yeah, it was definitely reactive, but it, but then there was it was reactive, and it was uh, I mean, I kind of knew what would happen as well. You know, I, I, I knew that this material it was although it's you know a commercial grade paint, I knew exactly what was going to happen. But it was also you know like experimental as well, just right. You know, so. No, well, no, and I'm I'm curious about that too because I mean, you know, I don't. I don't necessarily feel like I work, I guess, blind at all anymore in, in some yeah. regards. I mean, like, I I really like to give myself a lot of heads up because, well, for me anyways, that, that kind of not knowing or that kind of, you know, process really kind of left me struggling for a while. And so that's that's why I'm kind of, like, trying to figure out, you know, like, you know, so how how do you then wind up making decisions in terms of, you know, I don't, I, I guess what something is going to look like or... You know, I mean, is, is, does a lot of it come to chance? Are there particular artists that you're looking at or trying to emulate, you know, more of like as, as a student and then kind of transitioning into to your own work? Or do you kind of feel like at that point you were really kind of just doing, I guess, what it, what it was that you were interested in in terms of the material? Well, I mean, at that point, I think I was definitely, I don't think there were, any of us were, weren't emulating artists at that time. So there were, there were, there were artists I was, I, w- I was looking at. Abstract expressionism was always at a, kind of heavy influence on my work, especially during that time period. Right. Um, so I, I, I guess looking at American abstraction was huge developmental. Um, and I still kind of feel like, I mean, it's one of those references that I don't know that I can necessarily shake at the current, uh, right now. Right. Um, but it's in terms of execution or, or currently I, I, I feel like there's a lot of exploration with the work. There's a lot of questions that I still have. Um, often I don't know where it's going to end up. I kind of follow the path and, and, and see see what might happen, but I have a pretty clear picture of, of, of what's going to happen. Sure. Um, uh, but I don't I don't want to control things entirely. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I like to explore and I like to still 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 see what might happen if I do such and such. Right. And if I do such and such, it doesn't work, and I can abandon it and come back to it at a later date. So. Sure, sure. And so, I mean, what, I guess, what is it that's so compelling to you about, I guess, abstract work or that kind of mode of thinking? Or, you know, like, if you go, if you see, if you see something that kind of reminds you of that, or even seeing art that reminds you of that, what, I mean, what is it about that? Is it like that kind of mystery about, about it, or? Yeah, I mean, I think it's that. I, I mean, I think it's, the mystery about it, I think it's the kind of, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to articulate. Right. <laughs> well, but I mean, you know, so I mean, um, you know, well, and I understand that completely because, you know, um, and I think a lot of people kind of just even talked about, you know, visiting a, a, a massive show or going to a museum and kind of, you know, breezing past some certain things and then just kind of being stuck somewhere where you see something and you're just kind of drawn to it. And I guess, you know what I mean? I, like, I'm interested in trying to figure out what that is, you know? Because um, it might be a landscape painting for me or, you know, something that I don't even <laughs> don't even really necessarily think about. Um, and so, I, I don't know, that's that's always kind of an interesting question. Well, um, yeah, there's there's a Marsden Hartley painting at, at the Milwaukee uh, Art Museum that I'm, I've been just been knocking me on my ass lately. And I right. go back and I visit on a regular basis. And, and, and it's right next to Arthur Dove that again is knocking me on my ass and it's, it's something about the juxtaposition of the two paintings that I can't really um, define why it's why it's so compelling but right. it's one of those things that is really creeping into my work currently um, uh, I, I feel like uh, a lot of what I've been making as of late is really referential to landscape mm-hmm. and it's fairly obvious um, but but I think of I'm thinking of the work, and I've been thinking a lot lately in the work of terms of that, and I, I never thought about it in the past, you know. Right. Well, and, and so it's it's kind of I mean, 
was um, you know storytelling or kind of any anything like that ever kind of a part of your work or? Um, I think narratives were always. Uh, I guess there there may have been narratives in the past, but it would be more responsive uh, formally. Right. So so I would think of net narratives in terms of um, like formal uh, ideas uh, installed, right. maybe. Um, not necessarily within the work, right? Well, and, and I and I kind of asked too because I know you know just having talked to you for a long time. I mean, you you enjoy kind of you know reading and kind of you know thinking about about work aside from just you know your own head. And so yeah. I'm, I'm kind of trying to get an idea of you know what other, I guess what other kind of ways you're kind of informed. You know what I mean? Or or kind of maybe um, using as as a basis for kind of making something. You know. Which again, I mean, I, th- I think it makes sense in terms of the way that you're talking about it, and in terms of that kind of sometimes narrative aspect, and certainly interested in, in the current way that you're doing that. Then, you know, with, yeah. the, with the landscape idea or oh, yeah, referencing gotcha. that kind of thing. So, yeah, and, and it comes, I, I, I it comes, uh, kind of interacting with that, you know, with with the landscape and interacting with the studio space as well. Um, I kind of. My, my my practice is pretty hermetic. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I I don't work. I don't have a nine to five. So uh, a lot of my time is spent kind of alone. So right. a lot of the time is spent in the studio. And I like I live in Milwaukee, so I live right on the lakefront. So I do do a lot of I, I run. So I like to run on the lakefront. And that uh, a lot of those travels kind of uh, inform the work. Right. Um, right. Yeah. And 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 then it also. This sort of reference back to my studio practice. Sure. Well, in a little anecdote, I mean, um, I, I do remember a time where you're collecting shiny objects and, and putting putting them in a bucket. Um, <laughs> and was, so, uh, was a good time. <laughs> <laughs> well, and so, but but I mean, I don't know. I, I think that I don't know. I think that that's something that makes a lot of sense to me. You know, because because I mean, I think, anyways, at least for me, anyways, I, I seem to kind of feel like informed through what I what I see. You know, just right. just kind of yeah. as I'm kind of going through day day wise, and so I mean, I could. It'd be interesting to see what that looks like uh, the the uh, the run of a, a Bob Jones and the, kind of what you might encounter along along the beach oh, yeah. and stuff like that. You know, it's, it's, they're like little adventures, man. I, depending on my mood, there's certain routes that I'll, I'll run, but then there's other routes that I like just to. It, it, it's good. It clears your head, and it, 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 I, I've made a lot of paintings in my mind and resolved a lot of paintings on long runs and such. So. Well, it's well, it's just kind of interesting because it, it reminded me a little bit of uh, what Bill Bill Conger was talking about in terms of like trying to find this this particular moment, you know. Exactly. You know. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it, Bill Bill had made a pretty solid point, I think, regarding that. Right. That moment, yeah, finding that moment, and when when does it make sense? And all it is is a subtle shift. You know, it's a subtle shift of. Uh, for me, it might be. Uh, I don't know. I, I tend to lately. I've been to tended to overwork work. Um, and then I'm realizing that, you know, it's, it, I forgot I lost track of where I was going. But yeah, it, it's those subtle shifts that, that I think are, that, that, that moment, that, 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 that little oddity that happens that you know when it's done. And it's, you know, it's kind of an intuitive thing. So. Sure. Well, and, you know, it wasn't really until I was thinking about this this morning that, that um, it's kind of gelled with me. But I, I think I probably learned one of the most important things that I learned from you, actually. Um, which, which is going to sound weird because I've never said this before, but um, I'm afraid of what might be coming. <laughs> well, no, because I, I was going to say, I, and, and again, I don't want to, don't want to, uh, you know, break any bonds here, Bob. But um, there is this um, this idea that I remember you kind of talking about, or at least a little bit, when when I was kind of coming up, and and you know, we'd all be making work and kind of going out afterwards. But um, you kind of, I, I don't know, like almost described what you did in the studio that day as just being really dumb. Um, oh yeah, and, and that's something that I've really kind of taken because I mean, you know, just even in this podcast, the way that it's so hack in terms of its recording and and yeah. not being able to control it. Like I think that's kind of how I know for myself when something's ready or yeah. done. You know, yeah, so, it's like intelligent, intelligently unintelligent. You know, or, or yeah, it, I think Bill Conger also mentioned. Um, uh, I wish I remember what the quote was exactly, but he, he kind of referenced that as well. Not not necessarily dumb, but how can you doing the least possible to make a profound statement, right? And and and, and, and not really. I don't think that was it. I'm taking him out of context or his quote a little bit out, but it, it, I, I think that's very important. I think that's that's right on. 
right. or really right on with my work. Sure, sure. And so, I mean, you, you typically, I mean, is that, I mean, you kind of look for that moment then, that, or that yeah. that moment where you're just kind of like, this doesn't make yeah. any sense. And not to negate it, because, it, I mean, it, it, I, I struggle <laughs> to sure. find that. You know, it's, it, it, of, of, you know, 15 pieces I might make, I make 40, you know, and there's 15 that are dead on. Right. And, it, and it, 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 it's, it, it, they may be quick in execution, but it, it, it takes, it's, it's all about, for me, it's make, it's making that gesture, making that, that mark and then contemplating it for weeks. Right. You know, and, and it's that, that contemplation phase that, 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 that the work kind of. Right. Decides I, I, itself, you know? Right. I, th- I think it's just kind of almost kind of like a matter of time to kind of like settle with it for yourself. You know? Settle it and tweak it or adjust it accordingly. So, well, and I, I just remember a lot of anxiety uh, at the beginning of something, you know, but especially when there's like some kind of significant change involved where you're just kind of like, I don't, you know, you could easily be really anxiety ridden about it, but kind of thinking it in that light, I think it really makes a lot of sense to just be like, this is so stupid. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then yeah, as right. you're kind of going through, you're kind of like, learn, like, oh no, you know, actually I'm doing this. This is really yeah. interesting. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, and so, I mean, you know, because you've talked about this then, so, I mean, uh, you're, you're, because you, you have a, like a big basement studio, is that right? Yeah, it's, I, this is, this is my second house that we've owned, and I've got a big studio in my basement, and it's, um, I don't know, you've, you've seen it before, but I don't know if you've seen it um, as of late, but it, it becomes, it, it becomes a part of the work. Sure. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I can't help but think about, you know, Francis Bacon's studio, and and, and how how that crept into his mind, you know? Sure, sure. Um, it's definitely I know I know when 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 I'm like tripping over shit and knee deep in debris that the studio's you know <laughs> that, that work's being made. Right, know? right. <laughs> um, and so and so is it almost like then you've got all this all these different kind of pieces going on at the same time and kind of scattered around? Yeah, they're all over the place. There's there's work all over the place. There's work that there's work in my studio that is probably has been unresolved for maybe five years, and it floats around in, in debris piles. Nice, and then it, nice. It, 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 it's kind of like uh, I don't. I, I think there was something in the James Elkins uh, uh, "What Painting Is" book where he talks about tripping over a log or stepping on a turd, and then realizing that oh wait, this is magical. And it's it's, it's kind of that way for me. It's like this this process of exploration and doesn't make sense at the time but it, all of a sudden its relevance becomes apparent you know right. and you kick in and you're like oh shit what does this mean right Put it to the side and you and, 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 and then you, you try and try and figure it out or, or, or make sense of it right well it, it's interesting because I mean it, it, well first of all it kind of reminds me of like circuit training um, <laughs> a, a, a little bit um, but you know I mean I, th- I think that's interesting too because I mean you you might it might kind of force you then to also be constantly kind of reassessing and, and kind of changing those modes up because you're going to, you know, one piece to something that might be entirely different, you know what I mean, in, in terms of capturing, capturing like a different moment. So that, that process sounds really kind of interesting. Right, right, yeah, definitely. So, and, and, and so, I mean, in terms of that, I mean, um, um, I, I guess I, I should ask, you know, what, you know, I kind of get a sense of maybe what you're, you're trying to get out of, of what you're doing, um, what is it that you kind of would hope that somebody else would be, or are, are, is it kind of going back to that idea before of like trying to draw on a particular kind of, per, you know what I mean? Somebody that's, that has that, those sensibilities that when they kind of see it, they just kind of, you know, know yeah, it. And yeah, I kind guess of, so. It's, I feel like the audience is like, it's pretty small. I think anybody that makes art um, starts to realize that who you're making for it is a very small crowd. You know what I mean? There's right. only, there's only a, there's a small community or group of people that are maybe like minded and they come to it and it's like you know this makes total sense uh, I understand where you're at um, where, or where you're coming from and somebody else you know it's, it's it may not be the case um, I do take the viewer into account but I mean it, the work's meant to be viewed you know it's meant to be put on the wall it's meant to be put on the floor it's meant to be interacted with right but I don't know if I take them. Um, beyond that, you know, because sure, it's, it's kind of this investigation. I don't, I don't want to, I mean, it's, it's this investigation that, that happens in the space. So I'm constantly involved with it. So it's, you know what I mean? It's, 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 no, I, I hear exactly what you mean. And, you know, and I, I guess, you know, it, it's funny cause I, 
feel like the more that I'm going to keep asking this question, um, the more I'm going <laughs> to rethink it, you know, cause I mean, if you, if you, it's an interesting problem because, you know, when you're, when you're studying, you think of it's brought to your attention you're supposed to be thinking about you know, right. the viewer, you yeah, know, yeah. and that's such a, a weird concept because I mean, even that, I mean, you know, is it, is it somebody that, you know, has taken art history? Is it, you know, somebody that is just open-minded, you know, is it, my dad, is it my neighbor? You know what I mean? I mean, just the idea that viewer is um, such a strange thing to kind of balance out because if you're not, if you're not being who you are, you're never, you're never going to be able to make that kind of work that, 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 that kind of puts you into that level of really, I guess in a way, just being a professional artist, you know? Right. But I mean, I guess art historically you think about it when, when, when it, it may, it's made, it's, it fits into, whatever mode of that viewer might be. You know what I mean? Right. If you look into art historic, and I guess maybe when, when the question arises, it becomes that, how do you see yourself or how do you fit into contemporary art history or whatever it, 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 it sure. might be? Um, I think it's important. It's an important thing to know. I don't, uh, I don't know. You know, I don't know that if I didn't have a clue, then right. it would be a problem. Well, it's it's just all of, it just seems like a big balancing act in the end, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, a balancing act. And, and so, I guess one thing that that I kind of meant to kind of hit on a little bit, but maybe something that I missed, um, and this could be something that you've done before, or maybe in the future. But um, you know, because you you talk a little bit about you know that in that basement space being so like full of work and and just a, I guess a couple of things that kind of led me to just wonder, you know, have you ever have you ever done any kind of site specific kind of work? And or have you ever just been like, you know what I mean? Like, um, a little another anecdotal story here. And again, it's a foggy morning, so I'm just going to go with it, Bob. But, you know, yeah. I, I remember uh, when I was growing up as a kid, um, there was this uh, place along Lake Street uh, uh, behind like a Dunkin' Donuts, like this weird stone little shelter inside of like a, like a forest preserve. And there was some kind of dumb story about like, you know, like there's this little like hideout and... There was this guy that used to go over there and like cut people's kneecaps off and stuff. Yeah. Um, sorry, very outlandish, but um, you know, I don't know. I, I'm just curious, like what kind? You know what I mean? I'd be really interested in seeing almost what like a site-specific, you know, thing would be. You know, like some like some kind of like almost um, museum for all of these almost like mementos that are kind of you know what I mean, totems or whatever it is that you're kind of making. You know? Oh yeah. Well, there's there is a, a project, and I, I, I'm, I'm terrible when when I'm on when I'm on point to remember names or project spaces. I never can. But <laughs> uh, a friend of mine, uh, her uh, her father uh, owned a piece of property on the north side of Chicago where um, projects like that have been happening. There's, there's, I believe it's the second one that had just happened a couple months back, and it's all site specific and materials used that are locally. Um, it's it's definitely something I've thought about um, doing and really uh, in relation to uh, my work would be an interesting project at, at this point I haven't um, but but I I, I, I would uh, I'm not ruling it out so, right right yeah. well and yeah I mean I, I think again there could be a, there could be a lot of, a lot of interesting things there you know um, and so I mean uh, we've got we've got plenty of time to talk about you know your, your current show and all that um, yeah and I guess before I kind of get that, I just wanted to get a little one thing out of the way then. I mean, do you, so then in terms of distractions, I mean, you talked a little bit about how you, you basically have all day to yourself. I mean, um, do you find, do you, what, what, I guess, is there anything that kind of really distracts you from making work? I mean. Oh yeah. There's a lot of things that distract me from making work, but it's always down there kind of kind of haunting me right <laughs> i try and get in the studio at least uh, uh, every day you know sure. some days some days i only maybe get in there five ten minutes um you know, i feel like uh it's one of the having a studio in the in, in the place that you live is it's got its pluses but it's got its minuses right um, yeah there are a number of distractions there's a number of things that i remodeling your house or you know Right, walking the dogs or mowing the lawn, all that bullshit that comes up. I mean, there's definitely distractions, but I still make sure that I get it done. I I have a hell of a lot more time than, than most people sure. to to make work. I mean, it's it's I, I, I have uh, I, I'm pretty pretty lucky uh, for that. Um, but I mean, I, I, like anybody, I think there's distractions, and I think it's a necessary necessary to have. Uh, I'm in the studio all day. Uh, 
Right. No, I hear you. <laughs> uh, um, and so, you know, I guess I'd like, I'd really like to talk a little bit more about this, this uh, show that's opening up. So if you could just kind of just even just tell us, you know, what, what, what where's it at, Bob? Oh, man, uh, it's a 65 grand, so it'll be my fourth show at the space. Um, Son, basically grand and noble, they got a new space, uh, what used to be apartment run, uh, but about a year ago, my mass right, I, like I said, I don't. I think I don't it's somewhere in there. So I, don't know what, I don't even know what today's date is, it might be Monday, who knows. Um, but about a year ago, he moved from an apartment space to an actual, uh, an actual gallery uh, right on grand. Um, it's titled, the show's Mountains and Matter. Um just installed last night, uh, kind of trying to, I think we're done, uh, but you know, you step away and you're not sure, uh, how you might feel on it. There's probably, yeah, it's a good space. Sure. Check it out. <laughs> yeah. And, and I have been there, so I mean, it, it is a nice space. Um, and so you talked a little bit earlier about how, you know, landscape is kind of more of a, a, a predominant kind of, I guess, reflection in the show? Would that, would that be accurate? Uh, I don't or? know if it's predominant. It's okay. there. I mean, the title of the show is that. I mean, it's right. def- it's going to have reference to landscape. It's it's definitely, but I don't know. It's 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 just kind of something that's been in my hat, head as of late, and probably over the past couple of years. Um, but it's 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 very similar work uh, as in the past, painting, sculpture, um, or or kind of in between both. Um, but uh, and yeah. so and so, I mean, just a, a same kind of range of like a like painting and sculptural kind of approaches. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. uh, you know, uh, uh, materials. I'm using. I'm using a lot of materials that aren't um, necessarily based uh, that you get from maybe an art supply store, minus the linen that two paintings are on. But it's tar, it's spray paint, it's hay, studio debris sticks. It's all. It's it's all sorts of you know both natural and, and synthetic materials that are uh, involved in the making of the work. Right. Well, it. it I mean, you know. It, it makes me wonder just even in talking about this, I mean, is there like a, like almost like an element of learning how to control these things then? You know, oh, cause, yeah. Cause I, you're, cause I, you're, it's definitely, it's a, it's a fight. Uh, I've been using concrete lately and there's one sculpture that I think, uh, it's about 500, 450 to 500 pounds and, right. uh, probably not the smartest of things that I've made in the past, but it, it, it works out, but it's, it's all about trying, trying, trying to fight and understand what the material might do. Um, and, and I, I guess control it, but not control it at all. Uh, just kind of let it let it happen, let things happen, and then respond to that that occurrence. Um, sure. So that that one was a bit of a fight. <laughs> right. Well, and it's interesting because then it seems like then there's a, there's a way that like these pieces all all kind of you know tell their own story, but then also I guess uh, kind of function for lack of better terms like an album. You know what I mean? Like an like like all functioning together as as it's kind of oh, completed. I see what you're you know? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So. They're meant to be viewed as one, and then they're, they're they're as a whole. It's it's how do you how do you take it? And, and I think that's when when we're talking about the landscape, you talk about install, and you talk about how how the work uh, kind of responds on uh, to those four walls of right. the gallery. So, well, and and I think again, that's why that's not to kind of keep beating a dead horse here, but um, um, that, I think that's why I'm I'm really interested in that. You know, because it seems like you really try to immerse yourself in that world when you're, when you're making work, you know what I mean? Definitely. Um, and, and, you know, it, like, I don't know, just the idea of kind of being in that environment where it's completely taken over or I don't know, you know, just like, cause obviously, obviously like there's, there's something really nice about just getting your work out of your studio and kind oh, of putting okay. it in that environment. But, um, the um of the white walls. right, right. Well, and it's, it's just interesting how that works, but I mean, um, because I mean, even even though we we we've talked a little bit about this, and and maybe in some of the work in the past, it hasn't necessarily had like a a strong direct like this. This is about this experience in landscape oh, right. or something like that. Like like I like how a lot of that work kind of reflects those. You know, something. You know what I mean? You're, you're kind of seeing whatever piece it is, and it, it's kind of bringing up these ideas or yeah. kind of making you reflect on these things. Yeah, I mean, kind of like a palimpsest of a cave painting or whatever. These sort of histories that are kind of generated within the work, both kind of linear, like in a time period and then individually sure. as a piece, I think, yeah. I mean, is that what you're getting at? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think so. And I mean, I, I don't know, I, I think it's it's just it's just compelling to kind of see something and kind of think about, I don't know, like you almost kind of know it, but you don't know that you knew it. I don't know if that, if yeah, that makes right, sense. Right, yeah, I got you. Um, 
Well, and yeah, I, it's funny. I, I, I kind of just occurred to me that there's uh, there's these miners in Guatemala. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I talked to you about it, but but they call themselves miners. You know, they're they're not. They don't they don't like go into the caves and shit. Basically, what they do is, I guess there's this river that runs adjacent to a garbage dump, mm-hmm. and these miners dive to the bottom of that river and pull up mud and debris, mm-hmm. and then they pan for whatever they might find that's of value. Sure. So they pan for they like find earrings and rings because of gold of course gold being kind of like this heavier heavier product that falls to the bottom of of of, uh, of the river but then they also get like screws and nuts and bolts and they just salvage it for money and that's how they make their their living they start a kind of five job where they go to these miners and they uh, mines and they swim, swim this toxic sludge to find these little <laughs> little pieces of gold and object that I get kind of, we're kind of going off tangent, but I, I kind of equate that to like my practice, my studio practice. No, no, no. I think that makes a lot of sense, you know, because yeah. I mean, it, it seems like, you know, you know, trying to find something really meaningful or kind of create something really meaningful or I don't know, something that's invested out of these materials that are kind of throwaway materials or leftovers or scrap or, you know, right. something that nobody even wants in some cases. I know that in the past you've worked a lot with, you know, paint that's just been you know, left at hardware stories by someone, that's not green enough or, you know, yeah, yeah, whatever yeah, the yeah, case yeah. is, you know. Um, Just, back to the skateboarding, it's kind of like, I remember being a kid, we used to hop fences and steal plywood off of, uh, out of neighbors' backyards and we'd make all of these ramps and all these, like, boxes and stuff out of found materials and I really feel like that, that kind of has, it has always been within my work and we would just scrap together if we found a stop sign we'd use a stop sign or we'd steal a stop sign or whatever you right, know right. with all this materials at hand and how do you negotiate the the you know what needs to be done so sure well and and it's interesting because this conversation is now opening up into me kind of getting all these weird tangents but one of the first ones is i mean and i don't know if he's uh, somebody that's looked at as like a as prominently as he was, because I just I, I lose track of some people, but it, it makes me think of how awesome a show with you and like say Tom Friedman would be. Oh yeah, right. you know, <laughs> just because there's such a you know what I mean. You're talking about people that are like almost figuring out you know something really amazing about materials that are banal, you know. Right. Um, yeah. But but entirely I guess different kind of ways in in some regards, you know, something that's. Uh, maybe not entirely. I mean, just maybe from the appearance of something that looks highly controlled, because you're you've kind of gained an articulation with your materials as you've kind of become accustomed to them. But I like the idea of just that how they would look kind of visually. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Together. Just just because some of it seems so ordered and then some of it seems so disordered. You know. Right. Yeah, so, I, I, I got you. So well, and and I mean just. And the second thing that kind of made me think of and kind of wonder, and again, we kind of have to think about how to explain this without sounding so weird, but um, is, I don't know, is being manly kind of anything that, I guess, interests you in terms of art making? I mean, I don't, I don't maybe that's not a good thing. I mean, maybe it's about, like, an, the idea of an investigation, you know what I mean, or just saying, kind of saying go for it. Um, Did you say being manly? Like, flexible? Yeah, 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 yeah. It totally has a lot to do with it. No. Okay. Yeah, my wife makes all the money. I, I sit at home and uh, <laughs> the least manly of things that I can think of. But yeah, I understand what you're saying because of the like that connection to maybe like the like Abex painting or whatever sure. of the past. Um, I hope it doesn't come off that way, but it might. You know, right? I don't think that's intent because. Well, and I bring it up because I mean it's it's I mean I think that you know trying to think about. Um, you know, roles of identity and, you know, masculine and feminine ideas are, are still something that are obviously kind of important to think about. But, yeah. for, you know, for me, I, I've, it's really hard for me to kind of not want to see something as a human being now. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Like, I, like I really don't, you know what I mean? I, I try not to look at some, I, I don't know, I, I kind of, I'd rather see somebody's perspective on something as a human being a little bit more because um, I can relate to that side and that, that aspect of it. And so I guess I'm, I'm asking about that because, you know, um, so much of our identity is kind of wrapped up in kind of figuring ourselves out, you know, and where right. we kind of stand. And so that's, I, I don't know, I mean, there's something that's a, that's all about that work in terms of like something, you know, just kind of creating, just kind of being dumb, being kind of like reckless or, you know what I mean, just kind of like getting yeah, into it, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 think, I think it's... It, <laughs> 
it probably could come off that way, yeah. <laughs> so. Well, but, and, I mean, is and I, I don't know, is that a bad thing at all? I mean, I, I know that we kind of breathe about that. I mean, but that, I mean, you really can't help who you are, you know? Yeah, I'm a dude, you know? I mean, I guess I, I can't help genetics, so uh, I think it, it <laughs> I think it, it what is I mean. what it is. And it, it may, I mean, gender identity and all of that, it's not something I really think about, obviously, with the work, but I can understand that. It's 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 probably defines of uh, uh, what I make, um, but I don't think about it in terms of oh this is to that you know it's sure. just, this is the work. <laughs> well, and, and it's it, and it's interesting even though I'm not necessarily trying trying to tie up everything into other podcasts and other people that I've talked to, but it's just interesting because oh. my my buddy Adam that was on the show, you know, um, who who is growing like full beards by fifth grade. Oh, okay. Um, you know, like that idea of masculinity is something that's been important to him, but it's always taken a much more representational kind of form. And so, and, and so in that regards, like even that idea of being dumb or being stupid and just kind of, be, you know what I mean, kind of going with the id and stuff like that. I mean, I think that's kind yeah. of why it's so interesting to me, you know, that oh, I, that subject, that idea. Yeah, definitely. So. If you were to judge uh, manliness based on beard growth, man, I'd be the most, the least manly man you would ever know. <laughs> And when I do try and grow a beard, I look kind of like Boris Becker, which is pretty hilarious. So <laughs> uh, it's 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 uh it's interesting because I'm 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 plan I have a, a short holiday coming up in Vegas right after I finish teaching, um, and and people have been trying to encourage me to grow a mustache for this, and um, I don't know how far I'm going to get because I'm I've, I've got to do like a Christmas before I leave, yeah, and so I've got to be around kids and I just I don't know. Yeah, it's probably not a good. Thing. It just sounds it just sounds scary. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like when you go to the gym and you see that guy with a kind of scummy mustache. It doesn't look right. <laughs> um, so, you know, obviously we, we've talked a, a great, great bit about your work and all that. Um, yeah. And so, I guess just in general, a couple of things about art and art making. I mean, um, do you? I mean, obviously, I've, I've asked this a number of people, but and it might change in different ways. But I mean, do you do you encourage people um, to kind of be creative to kind of make work? I mean. Do you, oh, yeah. Do you only encourage this lifestyles for, for, for people that um, uh, can be kind of, I don't know, immersed in it, but then also maybe be supported by, by others to kind of go for it, I guess? Well, I mean, of course I encourage it. Um, it's only, I mean, I, I'm, how, I'm how many people that I knew way back when that were making work, that are still making work now. There's not many, um, but I encourage it. I, want, I like the company, you know? <laughs> right. Um, I've got family members that are studying fine art right now, which is a little bit strange. They're, they're actually studying with people who I've studied with in the past, and that's really strange. Really? Um, yeah, but, yeah, I encourage it for sure. Um, well, and, and I mean, I think, too, just because of my, my experience recently with the holidays, I, I um, talked to a number of older people who don't have anything to do in retirement. Yeah. And, um, I don't know, it's, it's, it's weird. I mean, it's almost like it feels like life training or you know what I mean, like like having 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 an art 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 background or studying it, um, it seems like you've got something to kind of keep you busy with for the rest of your life. Yeah, you know what I mean. I yeah, yeah, and I, and I yeah. think maybe something that kind of really easily gets you to kind of slow down and you know what I mean, just kind of live day by day instead of uh, being super compartmentalized and just kind of going from like waking up to eating to driving to work to working to coming home. Right. You know what I mean, that like that kind of thing. Yeah, um, it's, it's, yeah, for sure. And so, and so, I mean, was it was there like a, a transitional moment or, or anything like that when you kind of identified yourself more as as a skater, and then and then you know kind of turned into being, you know, an artist? Was there was there like an aha moment where you're just like, I could do this? Oh know? yeah, there was definitely an aha moment in that, and that's when I stopped writing uh, skateboarding. I just started making art full time. So you know, and, or making art not full time, but studying it. Um, and I don't know. I still occasionally. Like, I don't ever do anything like that anymore. I'm too old and well, I say that, but then people laugh at me. But, um, no, it, it, there, was a, there was a point where I was more interested in making art, and, and, that, and that's where I am now. But, but was there any, I mean, I guess I'm trying to get more to that idea of, like, what, was there any specific moment, though? I mean, like, you did this painting, or you, or you kind of, like, saw it up on a wall, or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Anything where you get just kind of like, yeah. I, it was so long ago. It was probably so so, so trans, uh, It took a little bit of time, you know. It was, sure. I became less doing that, more doing this, you know. And well, I don't know that there's an aha moment. I, it was it was, a, it was quite a while ago. Um, if I could define it, yeah, I probably probably.
probably made some piece of shit on the wall, and I was like, ah. <laughs> I could I, I could bullshit my way. This route. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I hear you, and um, you know, like I said, I we've got we've got time to to also get tangential here, but um, yeah. um, one of the things that I always kind of keep bring up to people in conversation, and something that kind of reminds me of this because it, it makes me think of well, getting old, um, dealing with the idea of how inaccurate our memory might be. But um, there's a really good movie about this um, called The Final Cut with Robin Williams. Um, it's probably made in, ah, gosh, I want to say like, like the early two thousands kind of era. Um, but essentially in the movie, um, it's at a time in the not so distant future when everybody's kind of outfitted with these like recording devices in their head. Okay. So it kind of records their life. And then his job essentially when they die is to piece and edit like a montage of their life together. Okay. And so in the course of the movie, and I don't want to give anything away, you know, you kind of, you kind of come to question what some of those memories re- really are. Um, All right, yeah. Just because, because we're so, I don't know, things become so distant. You know, you, you can't even remember almost kind of getting into art, but you were always in art. So I think yeah. that's kind of where I'm thinking about it from. But um, I don't know, what are, you, what are your thoughts about that in terms of getting older, I guess, in terms uh-huh. of kind of embrace it i've always embraced it you know it's uh it's it's fine I, whatever um makes you kind of i guess especially as of some family issues as of late it makes you there's a lot of things that you deal with that you never think you'll deal with and then you just kind of makes you realize wow you know this, this shit's gonna end <laughs> you know right but, right and so might as well enjoy it right so um i i, I think I, I don't know I, I embrace it uh sometimes you know every now and again i help help the buddy move some drywall the other day um thought it would be no big deal, but we moved like 50 sheets, or 40 sheets rather, into a basement. Uh-huh. Holy piss, man. I'm as <laughs> you can believe. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't think five years, I don't even think two years ago I'd do that sort of Christ, yeah, it's bad. Right. Well, but I embrace it. I embrace it, especially when it talks about making work. I feel like the longer I make work, the more the work makes sense, or the, the like, I, or maybe the less it makes sense, and sure. the more questions like that arise. So Sure. And uh, again, it's tangential Thursday. Um, okay. How do you so so? How, I don't know. It, it makes me wonder lately just what what where I'm going to store all this crap. Oh right. Yeah. You know what I mean, so I, I'm just curious. Then do you so do you have like a whole area then of like stuff that you're storing stuff in your basement? Yeah, I have yeah. a lot of work that's created. Um, I uh, I I hand out work on occasion. Don't tell anybody <laughs> that because uh, you yeah, know, old stuff. nobody's going to find out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. I got. I just. I, there's a lot of work. Last time I moved, uh, I had to move my studio separately because I. I, I keep everything. Uh, I'm. I'm definitely. Yeah. Uh, I don't throw anything out in my studio. It always even concrete bags. They're still floating around there because I don't know. Right. I'm, right. I'm a hoarder when it comes to that. But uh, I. I had to move my studio when we moved from. Uh, Illinois to Wisconsin, and uh, it took a couple trips. Uh, but I don't know. I, I I wish I could part with things. Sure. I, I have a hard time doing that, though. Well, um, I, so, I yeah, it's, it, I, I got things crated. I've got things bubbled and put on racking and stuff in my studio. But uh, we'll see what happens in five years. Shit, maybe sure. ten years. I don't know. Be well, out of house and home. So well, the, the you know the the. You know the monster show that is going to be like Bob Jones's life. It should oh, be yeah. interesting. Then I don't know. Yeah, it's that we we, we talk oh, about uh, that. <laughs> well, because there's well, there's always. I mean, there's always pieces. You know, for me, like I, I'm, I'm kind of the same way. You know, I've got work that's, you know, gosh, got to be like five, six years old. Um, okay. Well, shit, way older than that. I, I, yeah. I guess I'm even just kind of even saying in that. You know, I've got work that isn't really that old even. And I can't get, you know what I mean? I can't just get rid of it just because, like, I think I think there's so much built into even just the time that it was made. But then, I don't know, it's weird because you almost kind of gain this, I don't know, like, they're, they're, they kind of represent these little moments of transition, you know? Yeah, periods of time where you were at there or whatever it might have been, sort of chrono- uh, chrono- uh, chronological uh, uh, understanding of the work for sure. Although I will, I will say, when I, I there's been points where I've, I've burned work kind of ritualistically, which... Uh, that's that's kind of a fun thing to do. I haven't done that in years. I don't know that I would do it now. Maybe save the ash after burning and reinvent it into something else. <laughs> sure, sure. Well, and I but, do. Uh, 
I do remember Gale, uh, Gale's uh, BFA show where he uh, destroyed all of his prints, if you remember that. Oh, yeah, that, I remember that. That's a, a pretty nice piece. A bit, big, a big tangent there, but <laughs> the idea of destroying work, you know, I mean, it kind of makes me think of it immediately. Um, right. so, so I have some, like, you know, not really sensical stuff, but um, oh, okay. um, uh, obviously punk, punk rock is something that uh, defines Bob Jones, so... Oh, um, I did at one point, yeah. It's not anymore? Well, I don't know. I've heard there's supposed to be some kind of reoccurrence. I, I, I remember running into you at, like, barbecues uh, and, and things where you've kind of talked about getting back into something. So, I mean, what, I don't know, what what do you, what what gets you going, I guess? Um, I, there's a rudimentary panai is a band that I really like from back in the day. Um, I listened to a lot of them. Um, that's kind of my... Like on my studio shuffle list, it's every rudimentary Panay album that I listen to. It's loud, it's noisy. It's kind of its basis was in like the whole peace punk movement, um, like with Crass and all those bands. But uh, the lead singer was schizophrenic, um, and I don't. There's there's a couple albums that definitely have that political stance, but most of them are just just kind of not connected to that. It's dealing, he dealing with his schizophrenia. Right. Really good stuff, I, and I think I think that's something that I listen to on a regular basis over the probably the past year or so. It's good. Not a, not a lot of Justin Bieber. Or, no, 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 no Justin Bieber. Um, well, and, and you um, don't. I, I, I was gonna <laughs> say you, you don't listen to music when you run. Is that right? I thought, uh, no, I, I can't do that. I like to listen to. I like to. I, I, it's kind of meditative for me, you know. So I like right. to. I like to have that focus, and I. I, I don't know. It's I like the challenge of, of the run as opposed to distracting myself from it. Right. And I've almost been hit by a car many a time, so I also <laughs> think it's probably a good idea to be a little more focused and listen to music. Although right. I'm in La La Land when I'm running most of the time, anyway. So. <laughs> right. Right. Well, and it's it's just interesting, is I mean, I think you know, just um, I don't know that for me, anyways, that idea of listening to something is I don't know, it's always something that's there, kind of inform. I don't know, it's kind of slowly informing something or softly informing what you're doing, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, and so are there any other kind of? Uh, I guess ob- obviously football is a giant, giant interest of oh, yours. Yeah, but I like, um, the, I like the Chicago Bears. <laughs> my, my dad was a huge football fan, and uh, after he passed away, I, I really got back into it. We used to watch it together as a kid, so it's sort of the nostalgia, like maybe you spoke of earlier of that so um yeah he was a he was a uh, dallas cowboys fan so back it's, this is gonna be totally dude i'm gonna come off as a total total <laughs> and that's fine that's fine <laughs> total man well you go uh, yeah I, I like i like chicago bears football uh it's, it's a good time well bob you you haven't um you haven't fully immersed yourself into uh you know mixed martial arts so you still you yeah. still have a little bit a little bit of a transition because because yeah, people I think no offense, but people, not a people, people think people think i'm an animal or something because of that or i want to see bloodlust i just i like the the the, the competition and that kind of commitment you know yeah um, well but, I, mean, um, I, I i've always been pretty competitive too and, and even with back in the day when I was riding a skateboard when I run I always I'm always wanting to win a race you know and I always outrun myself or whatever sure but it's, uh, there's something about that that, I, that interests me as well sure um, and so I guess just because we have a, just a couple more non sequitur moments yeah. or at least um, is there anything that you enjoy watching I guess you know relative um, to that I, I Not- there's a there's a I, I really got into uh, this gold mining show. It's all back to gold <laughs> on this, and you'll see it's gonna the work. Uh, I, I'm kind of into that, but gosh, that's really interesting because I mean they're 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 searching for gold, and, and you kind of are too. Yeah, you know, right. two, one, two. <laughs> no, but um, I don't. I mean, I watch TV, but I don't really get. I, there's nothing I can really identify that I say I can't live without. You know, it's. It's just it's there. It's just a distraction. Um, you should. I, I I'm really think of anything off the top of my head. I'm really feeling crazy this morning, Bob. But I'd love to see you on like an art, like a like a archaeological kind of show. Oh right. Like where That'd they're supposed fantastic. to be digging, but you're just like, oh no, we're digging over there. We're just digging right there. I, I have a feeling there's something right there. And like all these scientists in like coats are like, no, there's nothing over there, Bob. We we've tested it, and you're like, no, we got to go over there. I've, I've been watching all those those 
uh, that, that alone in the wilderness it's uh it's back on like public access television so you should check take a look it's all about uh, this dude that moves to uh to alaska and kind of lives off the land for a year right and uh yeah it's a really great uh that's that's really good i like that it's kind of like uh the forefathers of maybe a discovery channel or something well, you know, um, just because we're we're kind of obsessing with the possible demise of our civilization, at least yeah. it seems through movies and television and vampires and zombies and stuff. Um, I'd, I'd love to have you on my side, Bob, if if something does come up, because it seems like you might you might be able to solve some basic uh, challenges. I don't know. Oh, I, I could, I could, and I can, I can also run pretty fast too. <laughs> yeah, you can scout and and build things, you know, out of out of uh, scrap and stuff. So yeah, I um, can guarantee that this shit won't leak, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so uh, just just a, I think really just kind of one little big last thing before we kind of talk about your show again, just to remind everybody when it is and all that. But um, you know, um, we've talked a little bit about like an abstract expressionist as kind of influences and stuff like that. Um, you know, in terms of kind of work, you know, that's out there now, um, and, and I guess, you know, just going to see it, I mean, are there any kind of exhibitions or anything that kind of pop out for you as being really significant in your mind, things that kind of stick with you? Well, uh, uh, a, I guess that Richard Tuttle show at the uh, MCA a couple years back really, really kind of stands out. Um, if you're talking about contemporaries, there's a there's a lot of good work that kind of sits sits in my head. There's just so much out there. Sure. Um, Brian Brian just Cap, uh, Kaepernick has just had a show at uh, Midway, um, which was phenomenal. Um, you know, something that kind of resonates. Uh, yeah, there's, there's nothing. Nothing. Oh, no, nothing. What about no, there's, there's a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you should go. You should go to what it is in Oak Park then. Yeah, just, I should go. <laughs> just kind of, just kind of teasing you there. Um, so uh, just, just so that's that's pretty much all we've got. So I mean, if you could just kind of, um, just again, just it. What time does it open tomorrow? Um, shoot, you're gonna put me on the spot again, Dave. With the Friday, uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, Friday uh, at seven to ten. Okay. So okay. So we can come see it and and, yeah. and ask you about skateboarding and and. Uh, your materials and stuff. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> it's uh, 1369, 1369 grand. Awesome, awesome. Well, again, it's it's been uh, nice having you on and, and talking to you this morning, Bob. Uh, likewise, dude. Thanks again to Bob for joining us at Studio Break today. You can find out more about his work by visiting his website, bobjonespaintings.com. Again, his m- exhibition... Mountains and Matter opens tomorrow, December 2nd, at 65 grand from 7 to 10 in Chicago, so please come out and say hello to him there. If you're looking for something else to check out, past guest Benjamin Gardner also has a new Methods of Being publication that's out for December, so please check that out at methodsofbeing.com. Our music today was provided by Pujo, a band from Nashville. Again, you can find them at freemusicarchive.com. They have a number of live songs up. And we'll be taken out with Keeper of Atlantis, opened up with the song Stuff. And if you enjoyed this podcast, remember you can visit studiobreak.com and check out other ones that you might have missed. If you're on Facebook, you can become a fan of Studio Break where you can find out about a very exciting contest coming up. Again, it's very quite simple, straightforward. Just guess the person's name that's going to be appearing. You'll be getting letters released as the date approaches. Um, just shoot an email to davidlinaway at hotmail.com and you'll receive a free painting. And if you want to see what I'm up to, just visit davidlinaway.com. And remember to friend Studio Break on Facebook. That's all the show we've got today. Hope again to see you tomorrow at Bob's Opening in Chicago. We'll talk to you soon. And this first song is called Keeper of Atlantis, and it's about a flood that happened in Nashville last year.
stuff.